I'm Scott Weinberger, journalist and former deputy sheriff. In my new podcast series called Blooded, I'm embedded in the cold case investigation into the death of firefighter Billy Halpern. Experience this investigation in a truly unique way, untangling secrets that may reveal the answers to not only one case, but almost a dozen. Listen to Cold-Blooded, The Apollo Jim Murders on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I used to have so many men. How this beguiling woman in her 50s... She looked like a million bucks. ...scams a bunch of famous athletes out of untold fortunes... Nearly $10 million was all gone. It's just unbelievable. Hide your money in your old rich men, because <laughs> she is on the prowl. Listen to Queen of the Con, Season 5, The Athlete Whisperer, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Like the police knew who he was before they got here. From iHeart Podcasts, the medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. A story about money, power, and corruption. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. I'm Paul Pringle, an investigative reporter for the LA Times. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeart Radio app. Apple Podcast or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm George Norrie, and welcome to the new iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. Like us on Facebook, tell your friends, and share us with everyone. This is an exciting new network that will feature podcasts of the paranormal, supernatural, and the unexplained. Now, please sit back and enjoy Dark Becomes Light with Heidi Hollis. The thoughts and opinions expressed by the host are thoughts and opinions only and do not necessarily reflect those of iHeartMedia, iHeartRadio, Coast to Coast AM, employees of Premier Networks or their sponsors and associates. You are encouraged to do the proper amount of research yourself, depending on the subject matter and your needs. are listening to Dark Becomes Light with me, Heidi Hollis, on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. (laughs) Welcome to my show. Remember, each week, this is the place you go to when you want to hear the latest in paranormal stories, personal paranormal stories, not the things that you might read in a book or in the headlines. But people just like you who are seeing and experiencing things 50 years ago, yesterday, and tomorrow. So I want to welcome each and every one of you who knows a story, who's experienced something, or has researched, or it's just curious about the topic of anything between angels to aliens. You take your pick, and if you want to combine, go for it. Go to my main website which is HeidiHollis.com. And tell me about it. Give me as much detail as you would like, because I'm telling you, the more, the better. And I'm saying this to you every single week, because it's that important. This is the only way that we learn about what's going on. And I'm not a guru. I don't have all the answers. And if anybody says they do, absolutely change the channel, run in the opposite direction, or cover your ears. Because no, this is not what this show is about. I am someone who has been there, seen that, experienced it, freaked out, found some answers, wrote about it, got over it, and now I'm trying to help others do the same thing. But it is all coming from the heart, it's coming from the research, and yeah, professional and opinions, personal. So we're just like anybody else, aren't we? When we experience these things, we are human so far, Um, (laughs) we try to apply what it is that we know, and uh, I do no difference. So again, I welcome you to do that. And also go to my comic website, which is the Outlanders comic 
Com, and you can follow it on Instagram. Paranormal comic strip that highlights absolutely everything that I've experienced. And uh, it's all I ever wanted to be growing up is to be a comic strip artist. And I have lived that dream and still am. I'm having a blast with it. So I hope you enjoy it and get a kick out of it as well. And also go to my Hatman letters on medium.com. I am answering your emails there as well. I'm telling you, I keep thinking every day, what more can I do today? And uh, I'm trying to figure out and solve and resolve and apply and hope and pray that I'm pushing the right buttons to help everybody get to a comfortable level and what it is that they're experiencing out there because a lot of it is outright horrifying. But then there's also very beautiful things that are going on and you have no one to vent to or you have such a a small group that you can vent to. But this is the platform right here. So if you got some cool stuff that you've come across even as a researcher and you want to share about it here in this program, I will also open up the gates to you to come on this show and to share that if you would like. But I am telling you, nine times out of ten people will send me an email and uh, it's fine. I do not mind. And I actually love reading through these emails. And, uh, you know, I think I mentioned here on the show a couple of times, too, that I went to a conference and I I opened up the gates for people to come up to the mic and share what it is that they've experienced. But nope, they waited until I was done with the mic and pulled me to the side and just floodgates open, telling me so much. So I get it. You know, it could be a little uh, terrifying to do this type of thing. So no worries. Uh, So guess what today's show is all about? It is all about your emails. Oh, yes. So we're going to have a good time digging in. And I rarely, and I mean rarely, look ahead on any of these emails. Like, (laughs) I'll see first line, maybe, or I'll see a link. Maybe I'll hit it every once in a while. But it is raw. And oftentimes, I'm sitting here trying to read these to you guys. I'm omitting curse words, um, misspellings, missed words. So sometimes I have to pause and try to figure it out and uh, go from there. So we're going to dig into these emails. We're going to see what we have because it's always a mixed bag, though I do get mostly shadow people hat man emails. I am always hopeful people realize that I cover a lot of other things. I've got eight books out there, people, and only three of them are on the dark topics. Otherwise, it's Jesus encounters, angel encounters, and uh, even kids books. So uh, yeah. All right. So anyways, we're diving in. All right. This one says, Dear Heidi, Tonight, I was looking up the first mentionings of shadow people. Your name on Coast to Coast came up. Yay. Um, (laughs) I wondered this because when our shadow people first showed up, it was in 1993. I went on the internet at the time, although it was very new to me to look it up. I could find no mention of them. No one had heard of them. Which didn't surprise me, since it was a term my then three- and five-year-old girls made up to describe what was in their room that night through the morning. Ooh. Okay, sounds spooky. Um, (laughs) I spent months, then years, trying to find out what was targeting us to no avail. I have years of stories of how... They frightened my family, followed us to several houses, and to this day, they show up often. If you're interested, I can send you our incidences, which are too many to count. Three of my four daughters and myself are witnesses to them. At first, they were just annoying, and then they turned to sinister events, but As scary as they already are, later came what we called, quote, lookalikes. Laura, or Lori. (laughs) Um, Interesting. Oh, way to end that one. That was, uh, yeah. Okay. All right. So I'm going to start from the top. You were looking in 1993 for first mentionings of shadow people. And you found my name. Yes. Uh... I am the person who put it out there officially. I have uh, been speaking to this more officially uh, since 
2001. Uh, I had a poor man's copyright in 97 for the book I called The Secret War that first mentions shadow people. I got the full copyright in the year 2000, I believe, or before that. Um, (laughs) I was a poor college kid, you know, and I couldn't afford even to get an official copyright that's on the books. But the poor man's copyright, that's where you mail it to yourself, you know. (laughs) Way back then, that's what you did. Um, So I was able to do that. And uh, yeah, so there's always this uh, question, you know, who really, who said this first? And I'm like, you know, trust me, I, I, I hadn't heard of it before myself saying it either. And uh, I just found it easier to say shadow people versus having to explain to my friends what I was indicating instead of, you know, the big blob of blackness, you know, and I was like, okay, I'm just going to call them shadow people. So you guys know what I'm talking about. Okay, so shadow people, blah, 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 blah. And that's how I came up with the name. Now I have over the years heard from people say, wow, when I was a kid, I called them shadow people too. You know, it's like, Ah, I, I hear you. There's people that, uh, you know, they say if something is invented on one side of the planet, on the opposite side of the planet, the same thing is being invented, right? Um, but it's just a matter of who comes to it first and telling others, I guess. I I don't know. <laughs> um, but all I could do and say is, yes, I am the person who named, discovered, defined it, and put it out there and uh, trademarked it now, uh, Shadow People and hat men. And I have the people who will say, well, how can you, how can you do that? How can you, how can you say that with something that has been in existence forever? It's like, well, superheroes and heroes have been in existence forever too. They just give different names for different ones, right? I, I don't know. I mean, it's like, I, I, I'm not uh, saying that I own evil, um, because evil has been existence for a very long time, right? And how do you define evil? Well, I had my own way of defining the evil right? Um, so you call it the boogeyman too. Uh, you call it anything you want. Purple people eaters. There aren't these names that were spoken of in the past. I think, I don't know. Um, yeah. Um, so then you also, uh, went on to say that, um, your three and five year old girls, uh, they described to you what was going on in the room and this falls right into it. Uh, the shadow people phenomenon. That's fascinating. You know, One of the things that I do tend to get a lot, uh, you know, people will write me and say, here's a teaser. (laughs) I've experienced this for years. Do you want to learn more? Write me back. I I have so many of these. And I'm like, look, write and put it all there because this is the time to do that. And uh, again, I don't read these emails in advance. So I'm like, oh, surprise to me. This was a teaser email. Um, But... (laughs) Feel free, Lori, to uh, write me and tell me more about it. I can't always follow up and say, yes, please. (laughs) Because I think the listeners are like, what? What? Yes, put it there. Tell us all about it. Because this is is definitely the place. Okay, also, you mentioned uh, about the the shadow people being annoying at first and then becoming sinister. This is a pattern. This is something that I have been speaking of for years. And people are like, well, the shadow people didn't scare me, so they're not a big deal. I'm like, oh, oh, they're studying you and they're trying to find the weak spot for you. And and it will get nastier if they stick around long enough. And you and your story here with your kids, this is a perfect example of how that works. And uh, then you go to mention something really fascinating at the end here, just a cliffhanger, that you had lookalikes showing up. Now, if I'm uh, thinking this is what you're meaning, I've experienced that as well, where something wore the face of my college roommate and came into my bedroom, like, waking up to this, like, what are you doing here? And it was so pleased with itself, absolutely pleased with itself. And, um, and I'll tell more about that after the break here, because really, really disturbing. And you wonder, how could this be connected to these shadowy things that I've been seeing around here? But oh, yes. Oh, yes. You know, evil is evil, right? Darkness is darkness. And uh, they are related. So I'll talk about that after the break. You are listening to Dark Becomes Light with me, Heidi Hollis, on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal 
Podcast Network. Stick around. We'll be right back with more emails. I'm Scott Weinberger, journalist and former deputy sheriff. In my new podcast series, Cold Blooded, The Apollo Jim Murders, I'm embedded in the cold case investigation into the death of firefighter Billy Halper. Just a shame, you know, that they took him from us. Experience this investigation in a truly unique way, knocking on doors, uncovering new evidence, including the DNA of a potential killer. Uh, my name is Danny Smith. I'm a detective uh, with Miramar Police Department. This is Scott Weinberger. We're actually reopening an old case, and your name came up. Untangling secrets that may reveal the answers to not only one murder, but almost a dozen. I thought they were going to kill me, so I kept my mouth shut and I didn't say anything. All these years, I didn't say anything. Listen to Cold-Blooded, The Apollo Jim Murders on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. In the recent history of documentary filmmaking, one scene stands out above all. The hot mic bathroom confession of Robert Durst in the Jinx. Now the person responsible for that moment, Sereb Kaufman, stepson of the victim, friend of the murderer, star of the documentary, for the first time ever, shares why he believes you're watching the furthest thing from the truth on this exclusive episode of Murder Homes. Listen to Murder Homes on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am like I am where it is. This isn't going to work. I I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back. You are listening to Dark Becomes Light with me, Heidi Hollis, on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. Just before the break, I had Lori, who was sharing about many incidences that her and her children have experienced and uh, referring to what they saw on their own, independent as shadow people something that actually happens uh, out there in the world and uh, she mentioned something at the end and I was sharing about a story that happened to myself that as scary and as spooky as shadow people were they also experienced something called lookalikes well they called them that and I had something quite similar and I wanted to share a little bit more about that so imagine again I was in college and uh I woke up to my college roommate being in my bedroom. There's something in me that I could be sound asleep. But when something comes around me that's not quite right, I, I, my heart literally starts like pumping faster and I get an adrenaline rush and I'm wide awake. And I'm like, okay, great, what's here? And I look around and right close to my head, uh, maybe a foot away, is my roommate. And I like, Samantha, what, what, are you, what are you doing here? And it smiled. Oh, I get these icky chills. It smiled. And it was very much like the Joker smile that stretched ear to ear at a big, strong V shape. And I was like, and I'm pulling back in the bed. And I'm like, you're not Samantha. And I'm like, get out of here, get out, get out, get out, get out. And this thing left. Now, I should have known better that this was not her because it stood 
probably I don't know how many how many feet are off of the the ground for the height of the bed like like three feet or something it was short so something was practicing on looking like her so what I'd have my guard down I'd let it you know hang out and we'll have a conversation I mean come on you're three feet tall (laughs) I don't know. What is that? What is that? So it's fascinating, uh, Lori, that uh, you mentioned this and how things evolved. It seemed more annoying at first, these shadow people, and then it became this sinister thing. And uh, you didn't share your stories individually. You want me to ask you for more? I'm asking for more. Send it on over. I'm excited. I think the listeners are excited as well to learn more about what it is that you've experienced with your kids and uh yeah you know these things progress and that's why i tell people don't don't be complacent about something being in the house that's not paying rent okay if you had a squatter hanging out in your place i mean oh they're a nice squatter no (laughs) they really shouldn't be there though but they're nice okay if you like the presence of somebody being there that really shouldn't be these things really shouldn't be there and uh why would they hang out so much and keep looking and observing? Because they're making a plan. They are building ways to gain access to you and your sense of security, sanity, uh, soul. You know, let's just lay it all out there. Those are all S's, aren't they? Um, sanity, soul, security. <laughs> there we go. Um, <laughs> all right. So anyways, yeah. So always have your guard up. Uh, only allow those connected to the light, God, and uh, things will change. Because nine times out of ten, if they're coming to your casa like that, it is because you could potentially have a lot more lighthearted and light-inspired occurrences going on in your life versus them clouding and clogging up the pipes, if you know what I mean. All right, so next one. I've got, uh, I did see this... (laughs) this repetitive uh, email coming up and I'm like, okay, so I just kind of copy pasted uh, a couple of emails from the same person and um, (laughs) you'll see, you'll see what I'm giggling about because it was just kind of funny to see a a few pop-ups, like three emails. It's okay though. And these things happen. People aren't sure if their emails go through and I'm I'm getting all copies of them. So, (laughs) but then sometimes it's weird. I I do see people cut off their emails. You, You know what I think is the best way to do? Type it up on your your computer or something and copy paste it into the form and send it over that way. So I think people just have trouble scrolling and uh, typing their stuff into the form on my website. It happens. All right. So here we go. Uh, This one says, hi, Heidi, I emailed you earlier, but I don't know if you've received it. Oh yeah, I got them all. (laughs) It's nothing extremely important. Just wanted to ask you questions about angels. Geez, I don't know what's wrong with me. I could think of a dozen questions before writing to you, and now my mind goes blank. LOL. <laughs> so funny. And then they put a uh, an emoji slap in their face. It's just kind of... All right. Um, I heard someone say that angels didn't have wings, and there were only male angels. You had said that you have seen angels. So is this true? No wings? And only males? Quite a few years ago when my dad died, after I had come back from burying him, I got on the computer and was talking to some friends in a spiritual chat room about him. I never got to be, quote, daddy's little girl and was hurt and angry, typing away, crying to my friends. These friends could see spirits and guides, but I couldn't. Between losing dad and not being able to see or hear my spirit guides, I was starting to get a little hysterical. Hmm, Okay. My friend had said something to me, which I can't remember what it was, but then all of a sudden, there was an angel standing behind me, but I couldn't see it until it opened its wings as if to hug me. Oh, I got goosebumps. Oh, Then, when I seen the wings out of my peripheral vision, it was so beautiful, I could see all the details in its feathers. Then a sudden sense of peace came over me. 
Was that my guardian angel? Thank you, Kathy. Oh, that's so beautiful. So beautiful. So it's interesting. You asked me, do they have wings? And then you're like, hold on, I had wings. <laughs> um, for myself, when I saw angelic beings, I did not see wings. I did see white robes, though. Yeah. Um, and I've got an interesting little story about that question about there being wings or not, because I always was curious myself. Um, but no, I, I, I usually did see um, males with long white robes. Now, I did see uh, women in this place that I go to that I just kind of refer to as being a crystal city. And I saw men and women uh, in these white robes. Now, I don't think that they were all, quote, angelic beings. I think some of them were like myself, who were going to this place to learn more things. And uh, when I say more things and learning, this uh, this crystal city is, is very much like a um, educational place. And uh, I was taught a lot of things there, and I still go there. And uh, so if this is a, a place of angelic beings, yes, there are female ones. But it does seem to be that in the Bible, uh, it is male-dominated in references to anyone of power. And, uh, you know, is that just the sign of the times? Uh, was it bias going on? I would uh, be suspicious that uh, this might be the case because it still happens today, does it not? Oh, oh, I could tell you stories, and I think every lady could as well. Um, so who knows? Who knows why that was excluded? But yes, there are um, beings that uh, are female as well that I have seen that are angelic in nature, um, but might be like myself uh, who were there to learn things that I've seen. But I, I have seen um, something else that uh, you might find really fascinating. So one time I, I, I lost a patient of mine and uh, it bothered me because it, it was just so sudden and it was out of nowhere and just didn't seem like it should happen. And um, this patient of mine, uh, they had lost both of their legs and I saw them in this angelic place, right? Um and he's standing tall. I'm like, wow, you're tall. You've got your, you've got your uh, legs back. And he's like, yeah. And I'm like, you know, I was so glad to see him because I was upset at what had happened to him. And he was like there to greet me. And I was like, hey, I got a question for you. <laughs> Do angels have wings? And he just kind of smiled and leaned forward like, you know, what do you think type of thing? Like, you know, do I have wings on the back of me? You know, and, and it was, uh, I didn't see wings. I didn't see wings. It's like, but I, I also don't attribute uh, people to become angels. Um, so it's not something I've experienced, but wow, what an experience that you've had. And let me tell you, I have heard from many people who describe seeing wings. I think it would be fabulous to see such a thing, but it's just not something that I have um, been privy to myself, but I have heard of the most beautiful embracing wings described as you just described and having those wonderful hugs, <laughs> beyond and above hugs that uh, seems that only an angel can give. So I, I just think that is uh, wonderful. And, and it's like, well, is it a matter of uh, self-fulfilling prophecy? Were you anticipating this? It doesn't sound like it. It sounds like you were caught off guard, very much like how I was when I had my Jesus encounters, because it's like, who would expect Jesus to pop up? And like for yourself, you are not a person who sees guides and spirits. And here you were embraced by it. So people always ask me, why you, Heidi? Why would you get the chance to see something like Jesus? And I'm like, why not you? Why not me? I think we all have the chance to experience these things. And you and your story is one to say, like, here, here you are. Not expected, and it happened. Um, you know, I think also there's something that I'd like to say in regards to this just a little bit more, but I have to 
speak to it after the break. Uh, you guys, you are listening to Dark Becomes Light with me, Heidi Hollis, on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. Stick around. We'll be right back. I'm Scott Weinberger, journalist and former deputy sheriff. In my new podcast series, Cold-Blooded, The Apollo Jim Murders, I'm embedded in the cold case investigation into the death of firefighter Billy Halpert. It's just a shame, you know, that they took him from us. Experience this investigation in a truly unique way, knocking on doors, uncovering new evidence, including the DNA of a potential killer. Uh, my name is Danny Smith. I'm a detective uh, with Miramar Police Department. This is Scott Weinberger. We're actually reopening an old case, and your name came up. Untangling secrets that may reveal the answers to not only one murder, but almost a dozen. I thought they were going to kill me, so I kept my mouth shut, and I didn't say anything. All these years, I didn't say anything. Listen to Cold-Blooded, The Apollo Jim Murders, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. In the recent history of documentary filmmaking, one scene stands out above all. The hot mic bathroom confession of Robert Durst in the Jinx. Now the person responsible for that moment, Sereb Kaufman, stepson of the victim, friend of the murderer, star of the documentary, for the first time ever, shares why he believes you're watching the furthest thing from the truth on this exclusive episode of Murder Homes. Listen to Murder Homes on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am, like I am, where it is. This isn't going to work. I I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back. You are listening to Dark Becomes Light with me, Heidi Hollis, on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. <laughs> just before the break, I got a wonderful email here, and uh, we're discussing several elements uh, with this person named Kathy, who shared about the embrace of an angel. And I am of the opinion that anybody can have these wonderful experiences that some will say, I am not privy to seeing these types of things and uh, guides and spirits, as Kathy was saying here. And then lo and behold, it happened to her. And, And I really believe that at some point in a person's life that we do experience something out of the ordinary. Um, but there's something I wanted to speak to that topic because I've experienced angelic beings. I, I've experienced Jesus on several occasions and wrote about it in my book, Jesus is No Joke. Second book, working on it right now as we speak, in fact. Um, and um, something I wanted to say about that because I say this, I've said this over the years, like, oh, we're all able to see these things at some point. And people are like, no, Heidi, no. No, I have been looking to have these experiences my whole life, and and I've really tried hard, and I've gone to all these people, and paid a lot of money, and learned this, learned that, and and no, 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 these these things don't just happen. And uh, it's like again, why you? Why why would that happen? And and you know, I really, really, when I started getting these types of questions, I really did not know that others weren't. Um, as as accessible, I guess you could say, to having these experiences. Um, you know, was I more extraordinarily opened? Um, 
Potentially. Um, but then I, I have learned more things in recent years than as to why this may have happened to myself more than uh, the next person. But I'm always to say I'm nobody special, um, just like anybody else. But uh, it, it has been uh, something that puzzled me for a very long time as to why others don't report these things more readily. But I still will stick by that I believe that eventually at some point in a person's life that they will have something extraordinary that they can't explain. And Kathy, your experience with the angel embracing you like that at that point in your life where you just buried your father, I mean, how beautiful is that? And, uh, you know, I think it came at a perfect time. And uh, I, I'm, I'm really grateful for your story. Now, in a a prior email that you'd sent me, you're like, you wanted to hear more in general about guardian angels and spirit guides. And, uh, you know, I think they're all around us. I don't think we can always see them. I've had people over the years who see me at a conference. They're like, whoa, you've got an army of angels behind you. What What is going on here? And I've heard that more consistent over the years, too. But I haven't seen them for myself. I, I don't know what to think. I, I appreciate when people will hone in on something and see something and they give their interpretation and I see patterns like, oh my goodness, somebody else told me that before. So it, it's um, it's something that I think we're, we all should embrace to know that we're never alone in this world. It, it might feel like it a lot of the times, but we're really not. We're surrounded by our past loved ones, too, as uh, one of my good friends uh, who's a psychic medium would say, like, how dare you say that you don't realize that so-and-so's around you? You know, it's like an insult when they're staring right at them. I'm like, well, I don't see them, you know, so it's uh, just trying to keep it real. But I'm trying to get better at acknowledging that our loved ones also don't leave us. I mean, especially a mom or a dad that that's protective love that I'm sorry, you can't put a flame to because, wow, I mean, just uh, just over overpowering love, right? For most moms, anyhow, um, I've heard some horror stories and some people are like, look, I don't want to see my mom on the other side. Ooh, that's scary. Um, but yeah, but um, yeah, so I, I, I think that it's important to note, you know, what are we defining as being a guardian? Because I've heard many times where uh, somebody's had something spooky come into their home and the spirit of their grandmother stood up against it or something and they saw the clash. Oh, it gives me goosebumps because I've had many stories like that sent to me or told to me over the years, and it's just beautiful. So Grandma, the guardian, may be there on your side too. So always know that. Always hold that that truth that uh, we're surrounded by love, and we might get an embrace when we least expect it. I know I did, and uh, Jesus is never far away. That's how I feel because after he surprised me several times over, I really, truly feel he is uh, all around us. And and people have that Santa Claus song, you know, you better watch out. You better not cry. And I'm going to tell you why. Well, Jesus is watching, not Santa. Um, So, yeah, there you have it. (laughs) Thank you for your email there, uh, Kathy. All right. So I am going to mosey on over here to the next email. I'm trying to get these all in because I've got several I need to hop on. (laughs) All right, this one says, Dear Heidi, I had a patient once about five years ago who lives in Florida in a wheelchair now and out of the blue told me her life experience. It happens all the time. Oh, I know that feeling. It's like a target, right? Uh, (laughs) She and her husband could not get pregnant after many tries. And this was 50 years ago. Then, one day, after a UFO sighting, she ended up pregnant. They were so happy. And she secretly thought of a name for the child that they were about to have and did not tell anybody. Not yet. One morning, she awoke and she noticed that blood was under her. Overnight, she'd had a miscarriage but she saw no fetus her husband and herself were absolutely perplexed then he passed away sometime before I met her 
She went on to say then, uh, about 20 years after the, quote, miscarriage, she got a letter in the mailbox with no postage, and it read, Hello, I am your daughter. And it read the same name that she told no one about years prior. Oh my gosh, I have goosebumps. Her daughter went on to say that she was safe and okay and that she would reach out to her when it was time. She was in absolute shock and so was I. And she said she still has that letter. Thanks for sharing, Martin. Wow, Martin. Okay, that's like goosebumps head to toe. I don't know how to feel fully about it because it's like, here is this couple that was not able to conceive and conceives happiest days of their lives. And then miscarriage, baby's gone. And was not able to have the joy of embracing this child or grazing this child, knowing this child. And and then to get this letter in the mailbox like that, I'm sure it was thrilling to an extent and also super duper puzzling. And then when I think of those that I know personally who were pregnant and all of a sudden the fetus is missing they have a certain name for this disappearing embryo uh, phenomena, uh, saying that your uterus essentially ate your baby. Um, I'm just not trying to be cute about it, but it's it's just kind of ridiculous to me. Like, really? How is that missing baby syndrome thing that doesn't make sense to me? And to do this to this woman. Um, so what it sounds like to me, and I'm sure to you, Martin, that uh, this this lady and her husband, that they were uh, victims of an alien abduction, made pregnant, um, and more than likely, it wasn't fully human, per the stories that you hear out there when it comes to these types of alien abductions, that uh, a hybrid gets created, and the baby gets taken after a certain amount of time of um, development. And, and then you're left without a child. It's, it's rather sad. Um, and then to know that some of these, these embryos, these, these hybrids that get made, I've, I've spoke to many people and known many people who did later get to meet these alien hybrid children of theirs. And sometimes, you know, it was thrilling. Like, oh my gosh, you know, it, yeah, it's half human, half alien. They get to meet their kid, but they're not happy that they don't get to be with their kid and and that they were taken this way, that they were created this way. Of course, they would have preferred to have them in their lives. But in this, this uh, ending here to say, oh, one day I'll reach out to you when it's time. It's like, hold on, when you're crossing over? And of course, a lot of people who recall being uh, abducted say that they recall agreeing to these abduction phenomena and being used to create these uh, uh, alien hybrids and to be part of these different experiments and and suddenly it's not so bad type of thing. And it's like, it's a confusing phenomenon, you know, and I can't knock people for what they believe to be true for themselves. I can't. I just can't. Um, I think that we all have to uh, hone in on our senses and our feelings on these things and be like, would I let anybody else do this to me and be okay with it? And that's how I personally would take it. It wouldn't be a, a positive thing. Um, so I, I'm seeing this woman here has, uh, you know, had her child stolen. That's horrific, but there must be a little bit of sense of, oh goodness, I think goodness she's okay in some sense but now something i was told by some beings about why these hybrids are created it's not all good and uh, of course there's a confusion out there that uh, some of these these beings will tell 
the alien abductees like, well, we're doing this and we're creating these half human, half alien hybrids because our race is dying and, and we need your DNA to create these things and blah, blah, blah. It's like, well, come to us and have, have dinner and, and tell me what's the problem. I might donate a little DNA for you. You know, it's like, we're not all bad. Right. <laughs> um, but then these beings are also known to be very deceptive. And uh, I'll go a little bit more into that here after the break, because we got to get to our last break. You guys, you are listening to Dark Becomes Light with me, Heidi Hollis, on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. Stick around. We'll be right back. I'm Scott Weinberger, journalist and former deputy sheriff. In my new podcast series, Cold-Blooded, The Apollo Jim Murders, I'm embedded in the cold case investigation into the death of firefighter Billy Halper. It's just a shame, you know, that they took him from us. Experience this investigation in a truly unique way, knocking on doors, uncovering new evidence, including the DNA of a potential killer. Uh, my name is Danny Smith. I'm a detective uh, with Miramar Police Department. This is Scott Weinberger. We're actually reopening an old case, and your name came up. Untangling secrets that may reveal the answers to not only one murder, but almost a dozen. I thought they were going to kill me, so I kept my mouth shut, and I didn't say anything. All these years, I didn't say anything. Listen to Cold-Blooded, The Apollo Jim Murders on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. In the recent history of documentary filmmaking, one scene stands out above all. The hot mic bathroom confession of Robert Durst in The Jinx. Now the person responsible for that moment, Sereb Kaufman, stepson of the victim, friend of the murderer, star of the documentary, for the first time ever, shares why he believes you're watching the furthest thing from the truth on this exclusive episode of Murder Homes. Listen to Murder Homes on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am, like I am, where it is. This isn't going to work. I I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back. You are listening to Dark Becomes Light with me, Heidi Hollis, on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. (laughs) Just before the break, I was reading off a fabulous email. This came from Martin, who shared about a patient who had a very peculiar run-in with an alien craft. It sounds to me as if they were abducted and impregnated and then had the child removed only for that child to contact them by putting a letter in their mailbox saying, I will contact you at another point and signed it the name that she mentally gave the child before the child was born. I mean, it's a fascinating story. Absolutely fascinating. And it's one of those things like, you know, only for yourself can you believe that this really happened? You know, we're, we look at this from the outside perspective. We're going, ah, the lady probably just was imagining things. You know, I'm always of the opinion that, you know, there is really no benefit to make something like that up, right? She's a, a sounds like an elderly person who uh, was just sharing their life story and, and says, I have a daughter out there. Might not be human, but mentioned the UFO sighting. Really fascinating. Now, um, you know, my encounters that I had with some beings, I was never abducted, 
none that I know of or recall. And um, my understanding and what I was told by some beings who speak against alien abductions, believe it or not, um, that these hybrids are being made because these abducting types of beings want to take over the land, have something that's half them and half us. So be under their control, but be able to live upon the Earth's surface because it's half us, because its body is made for this atmosphere and everything. So um, not the most positive reasoning for having uh, alien hybrids be created in this world. And and also I have met and, and know several people who have had... Uh, these weird sessions with alien hybrid children. This is where they are sitting and shown child after child saying, does this one pass? Does this one pass? As if to judge if the, the kids are human enough looking to be lit upon the earth. I mean, what a strange thing. And then I, I know somebody who had a child who uh, knows that their future is to help release some of these like indentured servant-like children um, that are half human, half alien. Because think about it. We hear of the greys not being the most uh, sentimental type of creatures. And then they're having something that's half us. We're all over the place with our emotions. And to be made and then have emotions and realize that your existence is to be like a robot? I mean, how how horrible. So um, I don't think it's the best thing what is happening here with uh, these alien hybrid children being made and uh, not able to uh, support them emotionally. And yeah, not the best situation. All right. So I'm going to get on to the next email. This one says, good morning, Heidi. I was watching your interview on another show and the hat man subject totally caught my attention. There is only one other person outside that I have heard ever speak on this. And as a teen, I was shown in a vision while sleeping a beast on top of a terminal tower, a skyscraper building in downtown Cleveland, Ohio. And the winged beast was throwing fireballs down onto the street, destroying everything and every being hit by the fireball. In this vision, I was being guided by a voice that was instructing me to stay clear of the fireballs because if hit by one, my soul would be consumed and I would go to hell. Oh, yikes. I made my way into Terminal Tower and went downstairs to the elevators. Standing at the door was a man wearing a black hat, black suit, black briefcase, and fire in his eyes. He said that he had my contract for me to sign so he could take my soul. Mm. I refused. <laughs> I, uh, good. <laughs> uh, the elevator door opened up and the winged beast was on top of the elevator. Then suddenly a large angel appeared and said he cannot be touched. Immediately, I was embraced by the angel. Oh, gosh. Here's another angel embrace. And taken away to a bridge that overlooked the city. The angel said, I am Gabriel. Goosebumps, goosebumps. And then showed me a city lit up like I have never seen before. Gabriel said, this is what the new city will look like. I awoke after I was shown the new city. Oh, wow. I am like absolutely just in goosebumps head to toe. What are the odds? You, you know, if anybody listens to my show regularly, when I get like several emails, I, I just I'm grabbing these things randomly. But it's amazing to me how one email might correlate to one I just shared just immediately prior Here's an angel embrace. And I was talking about the crystal city that I am going to back and forth all the time um, that I've learned more about these days that uh, really kind of shocked me. Um, but wow, you know, 
So many people are having these dreams of something about to happen. And that's like in the book of Revelations that people will dream dreams of things to come, right? What are the odds of this? I mean, what what are the odds? And and Gabriel? Gabriel to show up? I, I just, uh, I'm just speechless. And I just, I'm, I'm so enamored by this. And, you know, I'm glad that you, uh, this was signed anonymously. Um, I'm glad you caught me on another uh, interview and speaking on Hatman. I don't know whom else would be out there speaking on the topic. Um, I've been doing this for a long time, trying to spread the word, but uh, I'm glad that it reached your ears to know that uh, this thing, this guy, he is showing up in people's dreams. He is uh, this sinister piece of garbage out there that uh, people are having dreams about something that seems rather symbolic, right? You know, here we are talking about this thing, this winged beast on the top of a building, you know, and then and then this guy shows up in a suit and a hat. What? With his eyes on fire. Yeah, he's got glowing red eyes, pretty much. That's him. And a contract to consume your soul. You know, when I first started speaking about Hatman not being a shadow person, did he seem shadowy to you? Did he seem like he could just, you know, be flimsy and shapeshift all of a sudden? He wasn't, right? He, he has an outfit. Um, doesn't always wear a hat, but this consistency in what he says and what he does, it wasn't me who said he's the devil. It was emails like yours that said he was the devil. And he would introduce himself as such. And um, it seems so crazy, doesn't it? It's like the devil? Like, this is something that's like, that's just not even real, right? But look at all these different cultures that speak to something evil existing. And uh, yeah, there's some similarities. There's some things that people can't deny that are shown to be very much on the same path of there being a devil head, right? So what are we saying here? Why? Why is this happening? And, uh, you know, if you can look at these ancient paintings of of what uh, heaven and hell should look like we get these ideas in our heads and then we're like well that's like fantasy i gotta you know think of you know more realistic stuff let me go and play my video games that's more realistic looking <laughs> and it's like yeah it is but so if we try to take a step back and do this with me for a second and think like well what would hell really look like like if you were living back in these ancient times when people were writing these things and and had visions and whatnot you know they use their best words and judgment to spell these things out for the next person and the next generation and then an artist uh, might make their own guess about how this might look you know they do their best and then we got people today like myself and like you guys out there and we're all describing oh, i saw something look like this and 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 now yeah we have more technologically advanced uh, ways to express it and, and render the image to be put out there so others can see what we're talking about but um you know I think we might all be talking about the same things. Now, will it play out the same way that we think it might? You know, they use these very basic words or confusing words way back in the day to write the Bible, to say this or that. But if we maybe look at, uh, you know, I don't know if you guys are listening to the conversations out there in the world when it comes to what hell may actually be, but uh, they're talking about artificial intelligence being trapped in this interdimensional universe of technology where we're just sitting there honed in with some goggles on and just living it out that way. And this will be a trap because we won't want to get up off the couch. We won't want to express our souls. We won't be as we are. We won't be human anymore because we're going to kind of be part uh, technology and, and part something else. I mean, and human mixed in there too, and perhaps an alien hybrid drop or so. I mean, it could be something kind of weird. And this could be the trap of hell. Okay, this is what they're talking about out there. So think about that. Think about the situations that we could find ourselves in if we don't wake up to what might be trying to grab a hold of us and keep us not evolving. And that is key 
not evolving. But I want to thank this person anonymously for sending this email along and everybody else who wrote me absolutely fascinating stories. And from A to Z, we had it all going on here. And uh, I want to welcome you guys again. Go to my main website and tell me about what it is that you're experiencing out there. Don't tease us. Give us the, <laughs> give us the goods. Tell us everything. Go to HeidiHollis.com or shadowfolks.com and just have it out. And don't forget to also check out my comic strip. That's a paranormal comic strip. So if you go to Instagram at the Outlanders comic, you will find me there. All right. This has been uh, fascinating. I, I love these are my favorite shows to read through emails. So well, I guess we'll see you guys next time. You have been listening to Dark Becomes Light with me, Heidi Hollis, on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. We'll see you next time. Stay safe, everybody. Goodbye. Well, if you liked this edition of Dark Becomes Light, wait till you hear the next one. You've been listening to the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. <laughs>